Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values, and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. When we are going through troubled times, gripped by our own insecurities and fears, and carrying the pain of our wounds everywhere, we're often told to be courageous. We're told, either by the world or even by ourselves, that we need to be strong. We need to pull it together. We need to fight it out. How many times do we hear that we need to be compassionate toward our wounded, hurt, and broken parts? In today's episode, our focus will be on compassion for ourselves and healing. Amal will share some of her own personal learning and how compassion changed her view of herself and her own life experiences. Hi, Amal, and welcome. Hi, Dan. Thank you for being here with me today, especially on this discussion. The topic of compassion for some is actually could be very deep and raw practice, for me at least, and so I hope that we do it justice today. There have been a numerous occasions where I forced myself to keep going when I actually needed rest. For the longest time, I thought that the only way to overcome pain is to run away from it or bury it, keeping it out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. And over time, I had piled on way too much and I, and, and I forced myself to acknowledge it. Even when I did, I could only actually judge, criticize and belittle myself for being weak, inadequate, imperfect, vulnerable. But I learned, heck, I even wrote a book about it. When I started to ask deep questions and explore what was buried deep inside, the parts of me began to heal. What was I doing that was helping me so much? What was it? Was it the the knowledge or the research that I was doing looking for answers trying to understand the root causes of the, and, and, and how deeply I was wounded. Did some of my action played part in the suffering? Sure. Over time, I realized that. And I would say, just to pause a bit here, yes, some of my action probably played a part in the suffering, including the survival patterns that I was trying to be in the different modes as my default setting in life and how I respond to situation challenge and challenges. Over time, I realized it was more than a theory, knowledge, research, tools, or techniques. It was about offering compassion to myself, leaning into the pain, and learning slowly to letting go. It was about speaking to my hurting, rejected, broken, and traumatized part of me from a place of gentleness, vulnerability and kindness and most importantly I was acknowledging that my pain was valid and deserved to be seen heard and respected as a result the more I I connected with myself and with my pain I was able to hold space for others people pain and the more I was able to learn how to be compassionate towards myself so therefore compassion heals even the deepest wounds 
But we, we all struggle with practicing it. It's not easy. Being compassionate simply means acknowledging one's own pain with kindness, stripping off all the labels, the judgments of being weak, incompetent, incapable. It means actually treating ourselves with kindness and respect, especially when we're not in our best. If we can do it to, uh, for others, I, uh, we can surely do it for ourselves. That is really what compassionate practice look like for us. Actually, very often we are in, in, in great pain and we don't treat ourselves with well. And that only aggravates the pain because we have this. It's like, like a, a, this is my own metaphor. It's like you're having a baseball, invisible baseball bat. And you just, every time something goes wrong or sideways, you're just taking that invisible baseball bat and beating yourself up with it over and over and over and over. So you intensify the pain, you're aggravating everything, and, and you're berating yourself. You're literally not meeting yourself with compassion because you have this high expectation of how things supposed to look like. And when that doesn't happen and it goes your way or you, and there, or you fail or or someone else hurt you or the situation resulting to something that is quite dissatisfying, the next thing you do is just just hurt yourself, beat up yourself. It's almost as if we get hurt and then we step on that hurt, like I mentioned, with all our power, all our might. All it does, it just hurts more. To heal, we actually need to hold ourselves kindly. We need to move away from tearing ourselves apart in every possible way to put us back together delicately the fact is is that we we heal when we feel hurt validated and valued for what we have gone through it's almost always the absence of this holding that wound us when we don't feel heard validated and valued while criticizing and judging come to us actually naturally compassion for the self doesn't really so what does building compassion toward ourselves involve? Well, involves five steps that we need to take. The first one, acknowledging our own pain. So we don't heal by running away from it. Like I mentioned earlier, we heal by looking at our wounds and tending to them. So like when you get a cut, you just leave it to bleed out and, you know, and hurt and pain and whatever, you tend to it. So that's exactly the concept. It's letting our thoughts and emotion actually come up without any judgment. So you, whatever you're feeling, guilt, fear, shame, whatever it is, embarrassment, all those emotions, you feel them, you find out, you acknowledge them, you don't judge them. So it's basically acknowledging, yes, I'm hurt or I'm hurting. Yes, I'm feeling angry and moving away from the judgment and calling ourselves losers, weak or incapable of handling our emotion or even questioning why we're feeling a certain way. That's not what you need to do here. You need to acknowledge it. You need to understand it. Instead of sitting with yourself and start calling yourself all these names, all you're not do, giving yourself any help or a favor. How are you going to heal when you don't meet yourself with gentle and kindness and acknowledging your pain? Don't minimize it. Don't beat yourself up for it. The second step is responding with kindness, which I, again, I also mentioned. Telling ourselves that it's okay, I will get through this. Or even perhaps, you know what? You're human after all. You're not perfect. So even doing things that can help us feel better in our moments of distress, 
if we can speak with kindness to 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 a loved one, even to our child, would would we not do that to a friend, to a child, and help them to feel supported in their tough times? Why not? We can't do it for ourselves. The third one is acceptance. Often, when we uh, when our difficult thoughts and feelings show up, we push them down and shove them away or minimize them, make them insignificant. It may actually provide us with some short-term relief, really, but only causes long-term damage because we haven't actually accepted what is. It hurt. We didn't want to face it. We don't like how it feels, so we're going to shove it down, hide it, whatever it is we're going to do to it, put it in a cupboard, close it, the door behind our behind it but then we haven't faced it we haven't felt it we haven't accept what it is and we don't want it to show up for us like that so but but what happened is it's still we haven't accepted it so we need to make room for it acknowledge it's present so we are able to heal because if we don't do that we won't heal the fourth one is validation when we are in pain it's it's really helpful and soothing when someone actually tell us that their feelings are valid not minimizing how we feel. How often do we do that for ourselves? Validating our emotions basically doesn't mean that getting into a right or wrong debate. It simply means that our thoughts, opinion, and feelings and emotions are, are, emotions are respected and they have a space. They deserve to have that space. Also, it's simply saying that part of us being human, we compare our pain to others, we shut it down and we tell ourselves, oh no, you know what, suck it up, move on. But it doesn't work that way. So we have to validate our feelings. We don't shove them, we don't hide them it's not about getting it, getting in a debate, you did this wrong or right and you shouldn't have done. It's making a space for it because it deserved to have that space, validate it and also acknowledging the fact that we're human. The last one, connectedness. The fact that human connection is, is really vital to our well-being and also to our healing. We only actually perish in isolation and we heal in connection. So it's important to reach out to people that you trust and be able to share your troubled times with them because they will give you that love and care and support. It's only when you begin to see yourself as human, you actually realize that kindness and compassion are the glue that hold everyone together and the only thing that binds us in our own selves. That's how we heal. So I want to leave you with this quote that I love by Louisa Hay. You have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Thank you so much for tuning in. May you extend kindness and compassion towards yourself. May you find peace for the journey. Until next time, back to you then. Well, thanks, Amal. And thank you very much for joining us here at Distracted by Life. If you're interested to learn more, check out our other podcasts, of course, or hop online to Amal's website at amalcandido.com, where she talks about her coaching world covering life, leadership, and mindfulness, including links to popular podcasts and to her books as well. And with that said, stay tuned for our next episode from Amal and myself. Thanks again, and talk to you soon.